Welcome to Hardwood History, 199's weekly podcast where we break down the week in basketball culture, focusing on our college stories that bounce around to all our interests. Let's go. We've got Auburn at the top of the rankings, kind of bouncing back and forth with Gonzaga, but they're both just excellent uh, teams. And I know last week, Shoebridge and I talked about uh, the Auburn men's basketball team versus Kentucky. I got a chance to watch that game and came away really excited about both of those teams. Really just enjoyed watching, uh, watching those teams. I thought that they played well. They showed why they have the potential to win the national championship. Uh, Auburn has just that special pl- special player out on the out on the wing in Jabari Smith, and he definitely is deserving of some look uh, at the top of the NBA board. Um, I, I need to check out Arizona more. Still, I, I feel like looking at the Ken Palm rankings, Gonzaga is still at the top, Arizona at three, and there's just got to be something uh, something there that could be really exciting. I hate to say it, but one of the teams that I'm gonna tune into in my team of the week this week is going to be Wisconsin with Johnny Davis. They have vaulted past Purdue in the Big Ten, and I just have to see see them a little bit more to see what kind of complete game. I think that because Indiana should have beaten them, I have this bias against them, uh, but I think that they really could be positioning themselves for a number one seed in the tournament. Our story of the week this week is going to be a preview of the interview I had with Alex Meacham. He did an awesome job telling stories from the 1999 era Cincinnati Bearcats and just uh, pretty exciting. I'm kind of wondering if they are a little worried about their coach too uh, with Louisville's coach being removed. There's a possibility that Wes Miller, who they just got and who's doing a really good job, at Cincinnati could be considered for that job. I think he'll have an interesting decision to make as Cincinnati's moving to the Big 12. You know, does he want to step into that ACC grinder uh, with Louisville or will he stick where, where he's at uh, with the rapport that he's built there? Could be interesting, but Alex does a great job focusing in on the, the Bearcats. And the reason we picked that 1999 released some Bearcats uh, gear this week, shorts and quarter zip practice jerseys, um, it is one of my favorite design teams. You know, I was never like a huge Bearcats fan, but I loved those those specific teams. And I think it was the swagger of Huggins and the the fun and enthusiasm that those teams played with. I uh, just loved watching uh, them play basketball and the way that they approach the game. So let's check out a, a preview of our interview, and then we'll run the the longer interview uh, next week. So I go to um, UC, University of Cincinnati, as a student my first year. And at the time, the Bearcats are number one in the country. Hmm. Antonio Wingfield, Damon Flint. I mean, I can go on and on with all these yeah. great players. You can keep going. I, are, love, I love hearing who, like, triggers the fun memories of watching those teams, too. They were just so much so much fun. Like you said, uh, the, they had swag and style and just played with an energy. And, of course, Huggins is, just brings his own kind of style and charisma to the sidelines, sure. too, just strutting along. What's <laughs> the first question they've got for you about those teams, or, or what's the first story that comes to mind for you? 
Um, I get asked a lot about how crazy was Bob Huggins, and then <laughs> what was it? What was it like? Uh, you know, playing with uh, Kenyon Martin, and uh, for a while I was his roommate on the oh, road. Okay. And you know, what what were those conversations like? I get asked that a lot. Um, Hugs was crazy. He was demanding. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was he was. You know, I, I think when I say he was crazy, um, I mean that because the players. A lot of guys I played with are crazy, <laughs> and Hugs knew he had to be crazier. <laughs> so these guys would look at him like, "Yeah, this guy's crazier this than guy. me." <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. You got we had guys That's like Lewis Patterson, the Kobe Mel Stopper, Levitt, the Kobe Stopper, right? <laughs> Mel Levitt. I mean, he's got. I mean, roots from the hood, man. Yeah. And 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 Hugs was like, "I don't, I don't care where you're from." Blah blah blah. I'm coming yeah. right. At, and and he, I think he gained a lot of guys' respect right off the bat, and not you know not backing down from any of those guys. Um, Hugs would come at you; he would let you know. But there was a, it was a huge I think love factor that you know it was almost like, um, you know, he was yelling at you, but you knew once you stepped off that court that it was all love, man. It was all love, and he would do you know anything for you. Um, and then secondly, I mentioned Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin is one of the smartest people I've ever been around in my life. Hmm. Um, he just has this uh, unbelievable, like, um, this common sense, um, this great street sense. Um, he, he's, you know, if you ever, you know, look at some, you hear about some like, uh, you know, pianist, piano players that just naturally pick it up and they're just like these savants of the, you know, yeah. music world. Well, I, I felt like Kenyon was that of basketball. Like he just right. picked up stuff and he would know what the other team was doing in a timeout. He would go, this guy's going to run off a double screen. He's going to fade here. And this guy is going to pop here. And we're like, how do you, how, what? And sure enough, he would yeah. tell him, he'd be tell guys pop out there. And sure enough, huh. that would, you know, what would happen. So playing with him, because people always are like, oh, he could jump high, he could block shots, he could dunk. Sure. They'd see all that, right? But what they didn't know was he his his level in I, basketball IQ, level of understanding in basketball IQ were through the roof. I mean, just just insane. And so to tell you a quick story, <clears throat> before every game, um, we would have a walkthrough. Coach Huggins or whoever had the scout for that particular game would lead the walkthrough. So Coach Rod Baker was one of our assistants. Um, and, or Mick Cronin, who's now the UCLA coach, he was uh, one of our assistants. They would lead the walkthrough, and we'd run through the other team's sets, and then we would run what we're going to do against the other team. Any counters to what they do, we would kind of go through. Well, my last year, it got to the point where Kenyon was running the walkthrough. Really? That's Matt, a- we, were in a, we were in a hotel, cool. and we were getting ready to play. I want to say like DePaul, because I remember it was really, really cold. <laughs> We were playing like DePaul. We're in the lobby of – I'm sorry, we're in a ballroom in the hotel, and the coaches had made tape with uh, – I'm sorry, a, like a half court with medical tape yeah. in his ballroom, had the chairs all moved. And Kenyon's running the whole walkthrough. Wow. Coaches sit back. Huh. And he started doing that. I mean, that's, that's high level. That's next level stuff, yeah. That is next level. That's a cool perspective on him because he I – I think because of the – the emotion that he would show on the court. Sometimes guys like that don't get credit for being as cerebral because they're letting, you know, they let that show outwardly. You think the guys who don't make a lot of 
you know, noise on the court as, as the more coaching types, but I could see that, you know, he, he's a guy that Jason Kidd later loved playing with. So it makes, makes, se- makes sense that, uh, you talk about you know, a match made in heaven, no two, two high level thinkers, like kids, like they always say, Jay Kidd was yeah. like two plays ahead, no doubt. you know, kind of like magic was, he was like, he knew what was going to happen. And now you got another guy like Ken. Same thing. Yeah. Let's talk about our NIL stories of the week. We've got a couple really interesting ones. First one I wanted to hit on was the uh, story about Alabama repealing their NIL law. And you might say, well, that seems kind of crazy. Didn't it just get here? Well, it did, but they got out ahead of the NCAA with their state law and ended up coming in with a law that is more restrictive than the NCAA rules ended up being. And now they're scrambling to repeal the law so that athletes in the state of Alabama can take advantage of the rules as they currently stand. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Kentucky's recruit, Shaden Sharp from Canada. I think he'll be a really interesting case to watch. Uh, There has been chatter about whether students athletes who get big NIL deals would be willing to stay in school if they those deals could compensate them not on the same level as he would would get if he were to go into the NBA and become a lottery pick but at a level where it it gives them the opportunity to enjoy that college experience and uh, take advantage of being being a youth on on campus the development that uh, you're offered in that environment and the fun of playing in front of fans that are absolutely uh, bonkers for your team. Just an exciting way to, to participate. Thank you for listening to hardwood history, our weekly podcast. Uh, If you liked what you heard, give us a rating and review. We're going to read some of the reviews on, on air if we get some good ones. So appreciate you guys tuning in and always, always listen. always love the feedback that we get. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the games this weekend.